Hey, sisters. We're going to talk about is red wine really good for you? Because I'm going to tell you, I used to read those articles and in my little brain, I was celebrating because I thought, yep, here's some proof. Well, I've got some proof for you. Stay tuned. Hey, sister. Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker and promise breaker, Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. Together, we will work to show you your value, your strength, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk, or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth, because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Okay, how many times have you seen an article or a post that red wine is good for your health? Raise your hand. Um, They've been produced over and over and over, and I get it. That's cool. We're always looking for a reason, right? And I used to think that that was just my telltale, but I've learned since, even through other like books that I've read and information that I've read that, of course, just like anything, the headline of the article is just a teeny piece of the truth, okay? It's just like in anything that we decide to share or believe and focus on, that headline is just a tiny part. And so part of that could just be some simple, like deep, deep, deep research that they pulled that out because that sounds very uh, glamorous, And like, yay, and that's all I needed. But the more you dig deep and the more you study, the more that we have learned to debunk that belief in truth. All right. So the main reason that we've heard that it's good for you is this uh, supplement or this um, nutrient called Reservatrol. Really? Have you heard that one? Reservatrol. I've actually seen, one time I went to a health uh, and wellness thing and they had like supplements directly that was just pure reservatrol, which I thought was kind of cool. I haven't really looked for it lately because I'm going to just tell you, there's plenty of other things that we can get in our bodies. That's just the reasoning behind it. So according to a review published in February of 2019 in the Medicinal Research Reviews on Clinical Trials of Reservatrol, the compound may be useful in treating type 2 diabetes, obesity, colon cancer, breast cancer, and hypertension, among other diseases. However, this in the context of possibly taking a supplement, not in the context of sipping moderate amounts of wine. So just in that first little statement, we see how the truth can get so easily twisted into just positioning in positioning it in our favor, right? So our brain is looking for evidence. Um, I'll always have some sort of like 
let's take it back to the brain. So when we want something to be true or we believe that it is true, then our brain is going to dig and look only for the evidence to support that truth. It's not going to go any further. It's going to be like, oh, well, it's good for you. It has this in it. All right. So basically, you need to drink a lot to get the same results. And this would be to the detriment of your health. Okay. It is found in wine. It's just in very, very small amounts. So here's the research. It showed that drinking one and a half glasses of red wine provided 2.6 milligrams of Reservatrol. And here's the problem. He also notes, this is the um, writer, that a article published in 2016 in Advances in Nutrition notes that a person would need to drink somewhere between 505 to 2,762 liters of red wine per day to consume one gram of Reservatrol. Can I get a who who? I mean, seriously, I could stop here. Come on. But I, I'm just kind of having some fun with it because I can, because I was, I was there. I was in that season of, I remember, I mean, this would have probably even been back in my twenties or I don't know. I just remember seeing articles and did not even desire to or even think to investigating how this doesn't make sense. Now, I knew, obviously, in my days, because of my level of drinking, no matter what, if that were to be true, the amount I was drinking was still not safe, okay? So let's just talk about your health. So on one hand, we have articles and media and information saying, hey, a glass a day keeps the doctor away, or this is good for you because it has this supplement in there that's going to help with diabetes. So let's do that, even though we're not even getting barely the percentage of what we need, to talking about really, really what alcohol does to our health. Number one, it can change your DNA. It can make you crave more. That's scientifically proven. And if you have four drinks or more in a two-hour span and do that consistently, it can affect your genes, the makeup in your body, and it can actually affect your biological clock and your cravings, which if you're where I have been in some seasons, you know that this is true. You know that the cravings sometimes became really just uncomfortable, even in more not as much physical other than like the physical discomfort and the stress, but the, the, the brain just like wanting it. It also increases your risk of cancer, especially the head, neck, liver, and breast. We know it's linked to that. Many studies have directly linked drinking to increased cancer rates and diagnosis. It's just the way it is. It changes the balance of good bacteria in the gut. All right. So let me just pause for a second and say, I didn't know anything about gut health until there was a time that I was part of a company that that is their, the, the big foundation of how they deal with health challenges. And let me not say was a part, but I actually like, it was a network marketing business that I actually was putting some time into growing the business. And what it actually did was, it was so cool how this worked. 
it opened me up to personal development. So if any of you have ever even tapped into network marketing and got into a, um, a group where there's leaders and mentors, there is no way that you cannot have some personal development because that's what it's all about. So that opened the door for me to personal development. I began to grow. I did begin to enjoy using the supplements and I still do and I still have a link. But I don't work the business because it then opened me and guided me into this and what is more into my calling, into coaching, teaching, and things like that, okay? But the reason why I brought that up is because I did a lot of investigation in gut health and why this matters and the deal with good bacteria, bad bacteria, like how your body digests foods and produces vitamins and there how it, there's a direct link with bacteria in the gut. Well, alcohol completely wrecks it. So, you know, there was a season where I was over here like caring about the gut health and knowing that the gut brain is completely connected. I think it's 70% of your serotonin is made in your gut, which directly relates to your mental health, anxiety, depression, mood imbalance, focus, all of this stuff is there. And so here I was Thankfully, at least I had this supplementation from this company to help me start to create balance because I had been, on the other hand, killing it with alcohol on a daily basis and whatever foods I was eating that wasn't serving me either. So understand that, the that yes, we hear alcohol is bad for you, or it can be. Well, this is a direct relation to why you also maybe dealing with even more depression and more anxiety and more IBS and stomach issues or not being able to go to the bathroom or all this stuff is directly related to your gut. All right, next, it can affect long-term memory and brain structure. If blacking out and passing out is a routine, then it can create issues in the brain that affect memory. I know that I could see this just in my like continuous brain fog I was having. I wasn't as mentally sharp. There were times where I just, I mean, of course I didn't remember if I'm sitting here watching Netflix or I'm um, having conversations with my family or my husband and I'm, you know, three glasses in, how in the world am I going to have memory of that? I'm totally blurring out my brain. But what I want to share with you is that if this continues, for a long time and there's a history of the binge drinking, it could really create damage that cannot be reversed. Do you want that? Do you want to get to a place that it's gonna continue to create damage? Now, what I don't want you to hear is, well, I'm already having issues with memory. I've already, you know, my doctor's already concerned. My family's already concerned. Well, then just forget it. I'm gonna just keep doing it. Once again, that is a self-sabotaging excuse and you are worth more than that crap, okay? That's not what we're saying here. We're saying that if you continue, it's going to get worse. But I'm going to tell you the clarity that comes, oh my goodness, I am so smart and I can remember so much and I can learn new things and even in the learning where there's extreme discomfort, especially when it comes to like techie things for me typically or just anything new this just kind of squeezes you and challenges you before I would have completely shut down checked out self-sabotaged by doing laundry watching tv running errands and just like procrastination and busyness now I just I just grind it out 
because I know it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm okay with that because I can do it. I can do the hard stuff. One more, it can cause hormonal disturbances. If you remember a while back, I touched on hormones a little bit. I talk about it in my group, but heavy drinking can also wreak havoc on the endocrine system. That's the hormone producing glands that tap into several important functions, including growth and development, your metabolism, and your mood. The consequences can be serious and wide ranging and stress, abnormalities, reproductive issues, body growth defects, and immune dysfunction are just a few. And that was some information that I pulled from an article specifically about hormonal disturbances in drinking. Okay. How much is too much? Well, based on what they're producing out there now, and this is where it's coming from, um, the information is five ounces per day for women. Okay. And that doesn't mean if we like save up five ounces and we're the, we're the one who like just drinks on the weekend or just drinks on Friday. That doesn't mean we get to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 5, 10, 15, 20. Let me just calculate that up and then I'll have that all on Friday. That's not how that works. And really what this means is five ounces a day is the, the only safe, quote unquote, prescribed amount for your body. And that does not, this is not taken into the effect how old you are, your weight, what kind of medications you're taking, and so on and so forth. So really what I want to say is like, you know, for me, five ounces was never the amount. I don't even think in restaurants. I think they at least give you six ounces in restaurants, right? And once again is with the, the, the concepts that I teach and that I coach women through, or why would we even want five ounces? Because once we shift our minds to what we really want in our lives and we shift our beliefs to understanding and, and unbelieving that alcohol is the solution, then we don't even want the five. We don't have the desires for the five. And that's what I'm here to share is that even though this is awesome information, at the end of the day, my goal for you is to get to a place you're just like, it just doesn't, this doesn't even matter to me anymore. I was drinking a bottle of wine daily, sometimes more, even the big honking one on the weekend. That's my little Southern version of big time, right? And now I don't even care. It doesn't bother me. I can be around it. I don't, I don't hate it. I don't say, oh, this is such an enemy and like have this like, you know, just this anger towards it. I just want to educate. But what I also want to say is that like, I mean, one is too many when you change your beliefs. One is too many if you care about your health and your future and how you're modeling to your family. One is just too many. So I want you to just take all this in, have a little fun with it, learn, Google it, look into it, dig through those articles that you think you have seen where like, wait a minute, because if your brain is like, mm-hmm, I don't know if she's telling the truth. I know that I've seen it before. I've seen several articles before. I have seen like new information come out. Well, I promise you, if you dig a little deeper, you're going to find the same answers that we have here. So... 
I'm here if you need me. You know how to get in touch with me. Until next time, stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.